Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Hey, guys. Hello, everybody. Hi, Hi Scout. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Well, hey, guys. Um, Welcome to Talk Scary to Me. Podcast. We are in studio today. Isn't that crazy? Do you, I love it. How I do you feel, feel being in studio right now? I feel now? like a big girl. I do. I feel like a big girl. Are you a big I, like, girl? Yeah, I feel like we graduated. Yeah, we're <laughs> but like, I do feel like I'm really far away from you, and I, know. I don't know. I mean, I like like touching you every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, we can't share candy right now. Oh, that's oh. what we're missing is candy. candy. Next one, bring candy. Okay, great. Okay, okay, <laughs> we got that. So, how are you doing? So, I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, how stressed were you getting to the studio? Um, <laughs> you know, LA sucks ass. LA is fucking awful. I mean, yeah. I do, I do. I mean, there's good pieces about Los Angeles, but I feel like. I mean, with the fucking traffic, whichever yeah. direction that you go. But you're typical, typical LA talking shit about traffic. It was raining. <laughs> it got below 70. Like people know, in Ohio are like, fuck off. But they don't have, but I think, I think also going to your house where we usually record things, it's, it's on a route that there is, <laughs> it's peace and yeah. love. And peace like, and love. Everybody lets everybody maneuver over. It's but like, do you know what no, happened by my house? Do you, do you know mean? what went on by my house? Is there like a horrific accident that just no, happened the that Manson I Caves girl Spawn Ranch girl is are you like, kidding me no it's two exits from my house why haven't we gone to this well let's go let's go yeah I did Quentin's movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood there off of Cooner for the first time I'd ever been out towards my area essentially wow and I was like I love it here it's really weird and it feels like I'm not in LA and it's kind of creepy and I kind of want to move here holy shit yeah well it's got the caves are like deep though 
Okay, like how how far is the hike up there? It's it's well, you would pro- you could I probably do it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll I'll send you up with a GoPro and you can let me know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> just FaceTime. <laughs> okay, fine. You'll be in your RV and AC. And I'm in the middle of the trail <laughs> in the caves. Like yeah, girl, you know it. <laughs> oh man, well that's you awesome. Oh yeah, so yes, it's peaceful. But I so do we get some good questions? We've yes, been getting some good we, stuff, right? We do have some actually some really solid questions. I'm gonna skim here right now. It always makes my morning to open up talking about sex. Just have to say. It, it actually did because I was putting these together and then I started talking to my dude about it and he got really uncomfortable. What? And I was like, really? I was like, this doesn't like, this, I don't know, this excites me. It's yeah, like me crime too. and sex yeah, excite I'm, me to talk about. Yeah, I feel sure. like that's why you and I get it along so well. Yes. Okay, so sex question. Wait, um, have you, what, are you having sex with your man? No. Still no. Well, okay, so like I said, guys, he, I think he's on too many drugs right now to get it up. Oh. I think. Yeah. I also don't have the heart to try because I would feel really bad if he can't. But like we were like what we were talking about in the last podcast, I feel like maybe he should just like hint and like, or maybe I I, I was thinking about tonight actually because I kind of need it or I need to use my vibrator because yeah. it's been like two weeks. Oh. That's a lot. That's You're a long up. time for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm wound up. I have, I did sneak, which I think is one of the questions. I did sneak. A little one out, actually, like you three did? days ago. Yes. Wait, was, why do you have to sneak it? Well, I just, I don't know. Okay, so that's that's something that I like to talk about. Okay, let's talk I, about I it. I feel like it's a little, I don't know. I, I would get upset if my guy, which is actually this question. So hmm. let's, let's read the let's, question. Let's, let's pause this here. Personal issues over here. Um, okay, crazy question, but I need to know what's going on. I've been with my man for one and a half years. Why does he prefer jerking off? over oral sex. When uh, we first got together, we did it all the time. I'm the type that will do it anywhere, any way, and any time, even many times a day. Recently, we've been only doing it like two times a month. Then I found out that he was jerking off almost every day. I thought it was me because I'm older than him, but I but I get hit on all the time when we go when we go out. I asked him about it and his answer was that number one, his ex never wanted to have sex, so he got used to taking care of himself. And reason number two, he has cheated on his ex for many years because the love was gone, and he said he doesn't want to cheat on me. So when the urge hits to jerk off, he does, so he doesn't cheat. Okay, <laughs> okay sorry. That's that so thing, much there. That's so much. That's so much. You should run. Right? Yeah. Right? I that's, mean, your dude's like, well, I cheated on my ex for, you know, so many times. Well, yeah, maybe that's like run for the hills. But what, what is your thing? I mean, what is your—I <sighs> I get a little strange if I know that my dude is jerking off because I'm a very sexual person. So I'm like, why the fuck do you have to go jerk off? I'm right here. Yeah, but if you're getting laid and he, he can—like, if you're getting it, you're not going to care. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, great. Go downstairs. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm like, opposite, I'm totally man. fine. I'm opposite. I'm opposite. I would get kind of hurt. I would get hurt if I knew that he rubbed one out in the shower. And like, really? We, yeah. And Who we like, cares? I, I don't I don't know because I like I want sex all well, the time. Well, that's what I mean. If you're getting it, it doesn't matter what he's doing. <laughs> I'd rather than pull me into the shower and let's do it. But sometimes he doesn't want to think about you. And Danielle, that's okay. You're crushing my dreams right now. <laughs> this is a new fucking relationship. God damn it. 
Don't, cry. Don't fucking stir up this mind right now. I'm so Don't sad that Chris mind. Cuomo is not online, not on air anymore because that was my foreplay. I would literally get in bed and David we would have showered and like get ready for bed and it would be on and David would be like, yeah, your dude's on. Like, oh, really? Get, yeah. I would be like, are you really putting it on to get me like excited right now? Okay, but what about, what about if he did that with a woman? Like, hey, babe. Jennifer oh, Love Hewitt. Let's fucking oh, put well, on 911. Let's not talk about Jennifer Love Hewitt. But um, but I don't care. Really? No, but I'm with my man for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, okay, so like, that's you what can't. I'm saying, Danielle. Like, that, yeah. it's 10 years. Yeah, I'm sure in 10 years, I won't give a fuck if he jerks off in the shower no. or in front of me no. like, when I'm holding the baby. No, you like, won't. I won't care. You won't care, but now you'll But now you'll I'm like, yeah, I'm get like, over that. give it to me all the time. But uh, no, we're not having sex right now because he's on a lot of meds, uh, which we have said. He, you know... Broke a lot of things in his body, and he's in a lot of pain. But I think I'm going to put the vibrator on the bed tonight just to kind of do a little hint. Yeah. And if he doesn't grab it, I'm going to fucking grab it. He's not going to grab it. No, he's not going to grab it. But I'm going to grab it. it. I'm going to grab it. Don't But let's go back to this. This chick said that her man would rather jerk off than get head. Yes. That's fucking weird. That is strange. That is very, very strange to me. Maybe he doesn't have to perform. You know— I don't know. Maybe there's no expectations. Well, it goes back to that story that you said of Kane Hodder. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, he, wait, wait, wait. This segued into a whole other thing. I'm sorry, thing. but, but, but that, Oh, that, yeah. Okay, guys. But, for those of you that didn't hear. <laughs> they have, though. You guys need to listen to all the episodes yeah, so, so you know what we're talking about. So we found out that a lot of guys are losing their virginity at, like, bunny ranches or whatever mm-hmm. you— Because they—and and Kane was like, well, I didn't have to perform. Yeah, he didn't have to, he didn't have to please her. <laughs> so maybe that's, like, a thing for men. You know, they're, they're so lazy, they don't want to have to perform for their girl. So they'd rather just do it really fast. Yeah, but he's, this chick saying that she wants to blow him and he Danielle, would rather jerk off. Danielle Harris, it's literally what I just said right Maybe. now. I would do anything for my man. And you were like, well, just let him fucking jerk it off once in a while. And I'm like, well, go fuck me. <laughs> oh, jerking off, men. Okay, you know what? I get it. I get that you would have you to. Would you rather masturbate sometimes than have sex? Sometimes you're no. like it just takes three like it's like three seconds just you're just done. I mean, then a hold on the whole process. Yeah, Sometimes I guess so. Just like fuck, I just got to get it out and I be done with so. it. I guess yeah, it's really cares? fast when I when I yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> duh, that's what I mean. It's like the, you you know I'm like I have thirty seconds before my kid walks back into my room. Let me just take care of this real quick. Oh Actually, I don't really masturbate now that I'm I was going to ask how many times no. you masturbate now. It's been like once in the last probably six months. Seriously? Yeah, but I masturbate to girl porn. So yeah, I do too. We're, I think we discovered yeah. that, that we were similar in that. Yeah. Well, that was— <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's— We went off subject. I'm so sorry, darling. Shocker. But I think, that, I think that there's more red flags for you, hun, um, yeah. than just his love for jerking off and not having you go down on him. I don't think it has anything to do with you, Mm-mm. obviously. It has everything to do with him, and you need to be open and honest with him. Yeah. And figure out if that's a man for you. Because right now, mm, a year and I don't half, know. You're already having these issues? Red flags. Red flags. Run. All right. Let's see here. What do we have next? Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I just read this. And I just want your re- I just want to see your reaction. Oh, God. And this is an anonymous. And I get why. They're all anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which these is two fine. Are, which is fine. Yeah. What would you do if your wife cheated on you with your father? What would you do if your husband, Danielle, oh, gross. cheated on you I just threw my with mouth. your mom? Wait, let me tell you something. What? Tell me. My mom 
was a young mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom used to totally hit on my boyfriends. Okay. Even one yeah. time I was dating, uh, whatever you want to call it, this this guy. And uh, she went to Sushi on Sunset with him when I because I was out with my ex-boyfriend. I went to a movie. And I got back and the two of them were at my house. And he tried to tell me that my mom tried to kiss him. Well, why were you out with your ex seeing a movie? That's what my mom was trying to say. She's like, well, you were out with your ex-boyfriend <laughs> and you're not 21. So we went out to have a drink. I was like, that's fucking that's a little, that's, not okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I know your mom now, so I don't- Oh, you didn't know my I, mom then, I, though. I, I feel like- I look at oh my your God, mom yeah. a little different. Oh my God, that's crazy. Dude, my friend, my old group of guy friends back in the day, yeah, my mom was always like, my mom having a 20, 21. So she was like, you yeah. know, I think like, okay, I was, you know, when I was 17, like my mom wasn't, like she wasn't that old. Yeah. She still kind of had it going on a little bit, but Damn. I saw a video recently um, of my 18th birthday at my house and, um, and my mom, I, I I was so freaked out because my mom was like all cute and talking about like, I remember she was, this other guy that I was dating when I was there was, she was, there's like a, a, a moment of her saying like, oh yeah, you haven't seen me dressed up like this, have you? And I was like, whoa, dude, that's fucking yeah. weird, 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 weird. But I don't know. My mom was like that typical, like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my daughter, which I would never. My 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 dad was quite the, the ladies man and has like quite a track <laughs> history, you know, he... He, you know, he was a mortician, and my dad met my mom, my biological mom, bearing her stillborn. What? Yeah, yeah. And wait, wait. So, so my wait. dad, my dad was kind of like the wedding crashers, but with wait, <laughs> the he widows. Went, he went. No, to he the he cemetery? was he was no. My dad's a mortician and a coroner, right. so she came. So this babe, the stillborn, was, went, was one of your was, dad's was my mom's cases. Yeah, or, yes, okay. And so my my dad met her at the funeral home, and he met a lot of women at the funeral home, a lot of widows, and you know, small town. And this is something I discovered later on in life. Yeah, crazy, right? So crazy. So we all have our family. Weird you, tree. You, can I here. ask you, were you the next one after your mom had a stillborn? Were you the next one she, baby she had? I don't know. I don't know. I think when my dad brought that up, I like changed subject completely, like like really fast. You, well, know? you don't have any older siblings. I do. You do? From your mom? From my mom and my okay. dad. Oh, dude, okay. my, my fucking tree is like, my dad, like I said, he had a lot of women. My yeah. mom had a lot of men. Like okay. there's, I've got a lot of halfsies out there. Okay. I've got, I've got like five and then five over there. I've got, I've got a lot. Don't do 23 and me. You might find more. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, but my, my fear is like You know, I, I found a first cousin on 23 and me. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Wow. And when I contacted him, uh, his mother was adopted. Really? And it was my dad's side. Because my mom took it and they did not become a match. I'm like, mom, you have to. That mean grandpa cheated on my grandma, you know. And I wasn't close with my dad's side of the family. Yeah. So it was my dad's. And I, they didn't give my grandma didn't give any babies up. So it was my grandpa must have had a little and had a, had a child that she gave up for adoption. Dude. And then that child had a kid. And then that kid Dude. is my first cousin. Dude, ain't that crazy? Ain't um, that shit crazy? Wait, ain't wait. Ain't that crazy? Wait, I want to I talk about something really quick. Um. About our fucked up families. Uh, yeah, you know, my mom had a baby that died too. Mm. Uh, she died at 17 days old. So I was the next one after that. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder if that, like, I wonder if that has that anything de- to do definitely. with. Definitely. I mean, losing losing a, a baby. I mean, yeah. we, we did talk about that the last. You know, yeah. I mean, I had a miscarriage, though. It wasn't, yeah. you know, but, I didn't I mean, actually have my baby. 
I couldn't, delivered. I couldn't imagine, no. I couldn't imagine losing a child. No. I mean, and you know, Nick Cannon just went through that mm. and it, it breaks my heart every time yeah. I, something like that comes. Chrissy Teigen, same thing. I'm like, I yeah. don't know, I don't know uh, how dude, you move on. Dude, I couldn't. Okay. Well, we just like, <laughs> we just said we'd write and we're going to go into the death portion, the horror portion of our podcast. Cause we've got some really interesting stuff to share yes, with you guys. Yes, most definitely. So, um, like we said in the last podcast, Danielle and I have a fascination. Sound like you're from Chicago when you say that. Do I really? The I sound like people podcast. say I'm like from Chicago, or they sound like I'm from Canada because I say a, a, and then sometimes I slip into it. Southern accent sometimes for fun. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm an actor over here yeah. or something. It's yeah. like, you know. Oh, no. um, so, yeah, so like we said on the last podcast, Danielle and I share an interest for crime, true yeah, crime. True crime. And so we thought that maybe like the horror aspect, we should just kind of try like reading on a case and yeah. discussing it. Um, it's so much more interesting to me how fucked up people are totally. and things that they do and just, totally. just the mental state. Yes. Of, and now with the world kind of falling apart, it's sure yes. it will continue to happen. But this yes. is this, when, when it's close to home and you and it's in your yeah. backyard and you <clears throat> know these people, mm-hmm. it's a whole different world. And that is this case. This case is very, very, very close to home to me, actually. It's about a – I'm going to read something, but before I do that, I'm going to explain what kind of this is about. It's about uh, an actor, Johnny Lewis, who you may know him from Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched him on mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy. I mean, he was a fabulous actor. Yeah. I, 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 I loved watching his work. He also was in The O.C., mm-hmm. which is like a huge show of mine. And he, um, he murdered someone and killed himself. Yeah. And I remember hearing about this at the airport when I was traveling, I think, to a convention. Mm -hmm. In my mind and body, just, like, I I can't even explain to you the feeling that I'm kind of getting it right now. I can't even explain to you the feeling that my body felt. It sounds like you're being choked. Like, when you're talking now, it sounds like your voice is being sort of choked. And he didn't just murder and kill himself. It was like a not, like a crazy, It was a crazy thing. So I'm going to read this um, this story by Bill Jensen. Kind of explains, so a lot of people don't know, he also approached the neighbor's before he killed the elderly lady that he was staying from. He was renting a writer villa. So I'm going to read this little story here. Um, And this is when he knocked on the door of the neighbor. Hi, I'm John, your new neighbor. If Dan Blackburn wasn't completely stunned to see the young man with intense blue eyes introducing himself at his doorstep, it was only because the former NBC newsman had Mm -hmm. just spent a good 15 minutes tracking his movements from his living room window. Wearing nothing but jeans and red shoes, Blackburn's visitor had been pacing up and down the pavement of this leafy corner of the Las Feliz Hills. He was slight and weary with shaggy blonde hair, His bare torso was slick with sweat. There were other intrusions on the neighborhoods, usually quiet, but that morning, September 26, 2012, a house painter was working on the first floor deck of Blackburn's home. The deck overlooked a 1927 Spanish-style mansion down at the writer's villa where an elderly real estate broker and arts patron named Kathy David had opened her doors to generations of playwrights, screenwriters, novelists, and actors while they develop their talents and adjust to Hollywood life. 
Nice to meet you, John, Buckley Blackburn replied with a raised eyebrow. The two men stood across from each other in Blackburn's doorway before John, who Blackburn would later learn was the actor Johnny Lewis, abruptly walked away and Blackburn returned to his morning routine. At 28, Lewis wasn't too much of a neighbor uh, as the retur- too, wasn't too much of a neighbor as he was a returning one. For two months in 2009, he'd lived in the red suite of the Winters Villa. Now, three years later, he had just moved back to the villa after being released from downtown's Twin Towers Correctional Facility following a string of senseless, violent assaults. Mm. His father had arranged the accommodations, hoping that the villa calming influence would help steady his son after months of chaos. About 30 minutes after meeting Lewis at his door, Blackburn heard his wife, Gloria, anxiously anxiously calling for him. He rushed outside to find Lewis on top of the house painter, punching him with his fists. The worker's face was covered in blood. Specks of it were landing on the actor's body. Blackburn stepped in to pull the 5-foot, 10-inch Lewis off of the painter, grabbing him by the shoulder and yelling at him to stop. In one motion, Lewis leaped to his feet and slugged Blackburn, who is in his 70s, in the eye, knocking him to the ground. And Lewis's expression was flat, his gaze distant, but he seemed to have superhuman strength. He didn't flinch as Blackburn stood up and landed a punch to his temple. Blackburn then struck him with a chair, which stunned him enough that Blackburn, his wife, and the painter were able to escape into the house. They tried to shut the door, but Lewis stuck his arm through the opening as if it was a scene from a horror movie. Mm -hmm. The three pushed their full weight on the door, slamming it four times until the arm finally slithered away. The group barricaded themselves inside and called the police. From a window, Blackburn saw Lewis leap over the the waist high fence around the deck and pounce on the wooden fence surrounding the writer villa next door. His feet never seemed to touch the ground. He scaled the fence and disappeared into the villa. He was like a low-key Spider-Man, says Blackburn. Within minutes, the police arrived to find a ghastly sight. Davis, the 81-year-old owner of the villa, was inside her home, beaten and strangled to death. Lewis, her tenant and attacker, was also dead in the middle of the driveway. His skull cracked in half. It didn't take long for the morning events to reach the tabloids. Actor John Lewis had killed his landlady, Kathy Davis, then fallen or jumped to his death. More than a year later, the reasons why remain unknown. How could Lewis commit such a monstrous crime? The immediate, the immediate assumption was that he was on drugs, and the truth is far more complicated. Heavy shit, man. Yeah. When I read that, I'm going to try not to get super emotional, but... Johnny Lewis and I worked together on The Runaways, mm. which was with um, Kristen Stewart, Dakota Fanning, Michael Shannon. And Johnny and I became really close on that set. Mm. I was there every day and he was playing our roadie. I played Lita Ford in the movie and he was playing our roadie. And I know all the girls got a weird vibe from Johnny. Like a we- like he was... He was not a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, the way that he presented himself was, you you could tell that he was fighting a lot of demons. Mm. And you and I have talked about it. You know, I, I've come from a, a tough past. Yeah. You know, tough childhood, and it's like something that you know when you meet someone. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you you just know it. And 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 I 
I didn't befriend, you know, I, be, I befriended him. I, I wanted to be his friend. I wanted to hear his story. I, I like to be there for people. Yeah, me too. So I kind of did this with Johnny. And mm. all the girls were like, yeah, you got to stay away from that guy. You got to stay away from him. Mm. And I was like, he's not a bad guy. Like, he's just, he's troubled, you yeah. know. He just needs someone to listen. So we started hanging out. Um, and it kind of turned into dating a little bit right after we, I think it was the premiere of The Runaways. And I remember each date and each hangout with him, it got a little weirder. Like like a different, it was like I was dating a different guy every mm. time that I went over. It was like a different person. Mm. Kind of reminded me of someone like with schizophrenia. Yeah. Or bipolar issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there was one incident that happened. Well, one incident that happened that kind of made me go away was he was walking me to the car one night and he was never, he never pressured me to like do anything physical with him or anything like that. And, and he, we barely like kissed. And when we did kiss, it was very sweet and romantic Mm -hmm. and like he loved poetry and all that kind of stuff. And so when, when he walked me into the car one night and it was like in the middle, like in the middle of an, down the road from where a lot of apartment complex apartment complexes are so there's a lot of people that can come in and out there was someone walking their dog down the street Mm. he managed to like make out with me in a way that I've I've never made out with him before and it was kind of like I said I kind of I I can only explain it that he turned into a different human Mm. and he became aggressive and I kind of went with it for a second and then he in like an instant just like took down my pants and just had his hands, you know, rubbing me. Mm. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to feel. I, I, I in a sense, was frozen and, yeah. and a little scared. And, you know, and I I managed to to stop him. And and I was like, you know, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this in the public. Like, this is, this is, you just like, stop. You need to stop. And he pulled up my pants and he like very gently buttoned my pants, zipped up my pants, and like patted me down and rubbed me like really gently, and just to make me feel okay. And then like said something romantic and like kissed me. And I remember him walking away, and he blew a kiss at me. And I got in my car, and I was like, something isn't right. Like yeah. that's like something's not right. Like I. This is this is an odd feeling. This is this is I don't know who that person was. Trust your gut, girl. Totally. And he tried to hang out with me a couple times after that and I just kind of ghosted ghosted him. So so when that hit the media, when this when this hit the media and I saw that it was Johnny, I uh, you know, he he had opened up to me about so many things. I mean, he he dated a uh, a celebrity, a celebrity singer, Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. And I remember he would talk to me a lot about that, a lot about Katy Perry, mm. how he ruined, how she ruined his life. And oh I guess his, her first album, a couple of songs were about him. For sure. I mean, did, did she ever go on she record never, saying yes? She never or? went on record. You know, I've, I've, I've hung out with Katy a, a few times. She's great. I, I love Katy so much. Um, but she's never gone on record about his death or mm-hmm. anything. Um, 
or she'll just kind of brush it off. You know, there's yeah. never been any sort of thing. But I, you know, I get it. I mean, w- would you? Um, so the two songs, if you guys want to take a listen, and uh, as you would, as when I discovered yeah. this, I instantly was like, what are the fucking songs that are about Johnny Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first one is the one that got away. Do you know that song? Mm-mm. Oh, I you, mean, I'm sure I do. If you, oh, you, you, do you want to sing you, it for you, me? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not here for my singing career. And then also look close at Circle in the Drain. So listen to that song, Circle in the Drain. Okay. And it talks a lot about a man that is struggling internally, drugs, alcohol, all of that. Could that be anybody though? It it, it could be, I mean, but I mean, it's it's you know it's maybe maybe he, did he become obsessed with it that it was about him? It, you know, you, like would you would you what would you? Do? I mean, okay. You, I mean, how you, many guys are sitting listening to Taylor Swift, wondering what songs about them? I know. But you know it, what it's, I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know. There's some. There's something there's about it. There's something you would about know it. If it's really you, yeah. Or not. There's something about it that just like hits it with what, especially what Johnny. Is there a specific line that got you when you listened where you were like, bang, that's what it is? Um, no, it's just, it's just mostly what the song is about. I mean, I could read, you know, read the, the lyrics right now, but you, you'll, you'll, you'll know. I'll take a listen. It seems like it's like it came, you know, the one that got away was a happier place. Mm. And then the circle of the drain was why it didn't work. I why see. I have to leave you. Why right. this can't work. Like right. you were kind of what I just described when I first started dating him. Right. He was, he turned into a completely different human being and he, he had all these multiple personalities right. that would come in and out. And it, it was like he knew how to, how to handle them. Right. You know, yeah. how to put them in check. And that's kind of. And he was on meds, right? Sometimes. He was on meds, but sometimes. But the interesting thing when I kind of went into this case a little bit is that he actually had a motorcycle accident mm. that happened in 29 Palms. And he he used to talk about going to Joshua Tree. That's probably one of the reasons why I went. Um, that he had a motorcycle accident. And all of his friends and family say that he was like a different person after the accident. Mm. Now, that was like a year or a year or so prior to the event. Yeah. And since that accident, he was... I mean, he he had like eight or nine different times that he went to jail. Mm. Uh, you know, like he was falling down. Yeah, like mind you, certain... the toxicology report showed nothing, nothing in his system. So that was the first thing that I thought. Yeah, when I saw. Yeah, you're like drugs. Oh, right? I, I thought bath salts. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what? But what? That's like doesn't even exist anymore. I, that was like a the, thing. But, uh, yeah, but at the, at the time, at the time of Johnny, yeah, that was that a was thing. the thing. That's that what was they blamed thing. it on, right? Yes, it was bath yeah. salts. Bath salts, and that I was don't even know what that means. No, like, was it that. stuff that you sniffed up your well, nose? Out? I mean, I don't really know what. Well, exactly when I did it last time, Danielle, <laughs> it's actually something that. But I, that's what I thought. I thought right. you know it make it turns you into like this this Crazy. different being. You want to like this different being. And, and, you know, Johnny never, like, really said that he, like, did drugs or anything. But you can fucking tell. Yeah. yeah. You can tell when someone. Right. You know. And 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 maybe that's also that something that that changes your who you are, you know. Yeah. Like, when I went through, I, I mean, I've, I've opened up about this. But, you know, I, I, I went through a cocaine phase in my early 20s. I was a different fucking human, man. Mm. I was a different human being. I almost killed myself. Like oh, I was Jesus. a different human being. Right. And I remember I had to I had to get help because I was either gonna hurt someone. Right. Not like, you know, kill someone, but I was gonna I was gonna I was out, out, out of out of my control. mind. Yeah. Out of control. So That's why I never tried it. 
I was Good always afraid. You, I was like, oh. Good for you. Good for you. No, thanks. Um, okay, so I do want to read this to, to end this, but I, I just, I want to read. I'll tell you my story about Johnny, too. Okay, cool. Okay, so inside the scene was even more gruesome. Walking upstairs from the first floor, which was pristine, investigators had to step over broken glass before entering a large bedroom in the southwest corner, Lewis's room. There they found a rusty hammer with traces of blood on it. Following the trail of destruction to the attached bathroom, they discovered the body of a dead cat in the shower covered in blood. Its skull bashed in, so he killed the yeah. cat as yeah. well. Across the hall from Lewis's room was the master bedroom, Kathy Davis's room. There was blood on her bed frame, wall, table, and chair. On the floor next to the bed lay her body. The blunt force trauma to her head fractured her entire skull, Oh, God. And the left side of her face, leaving her brain exposed. Investigators believe that just minutes after he had introduced himself to Blackburn, Lewis went back to the villa and confronted Davis in her room. No one knows what fueled his rage, but one rumor floated among Davis's friends was that he had gone to the fuse box and turned off the electricity the night before the attack. Davis had confronted him and given him a stern warning to never do that again. Whatever the reason, if there is one, the, re the results were unthinkable. Lewis had punched Davis several times, then strangled her with his bare hands. It was unclear whether he'd used the hammer found in his room on Davis, but the force of his beatings were so severe that the investigators believe Lewis may have stomped on Davis's skull. He then killed her cat and left in the shower. No drugs or bath salts in the system because that was like a big thing. It's, Dude. Un, it's just unthinkable. And it, and it's a weird feeling, man, to like be there for someone so much in your past that, yeah, he's honestly is the reason that I love Joshua Tree so much. He's the first person that took me to that oasis to get away. And I go there all the fucking time. I go there. It's still my oasis. So it's just weird to think that someone that you kissed mm -hmm. or intimate with mm -hmm. showed an interest in could, is capable of doing is capable like of this. doing something like that and yeah. that would have never crossed my mind that that yeah johnny could have do something like right, that right right you know never right no i'm sorry i don't typically go on dates with fucking people that i'm like <laughs> yeah you could murder someone <laughs> sure <laughs> pick me up at nine <laughs> i'll wear my uh <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a weird fucking feeling. So tell me your story. <laughs> well, I, I knew about him uh, because there was this show for E! that I did years ago called Hollywood Death Trip. And he, his story was one of the stories we investigated. And I went, my, it was my very first morning, and we I didn't know who we were covering until I got there because it was a reality show. And we went to Blackburn's house. And we were walking up the street, and uh, the guy who was the, the lead of the show or whatever, the investigator dude, the, the tour guide guy, uh, showed me the picture of what it looked like uh, uh, when John of the blood all over the driveway. ground. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I just saw it this morning, actually, it's for the first time. Her it's yeah. horrible. Um, so we went up and we walked. I have like goosebumps thinking about. Yeah. It. We walked the same steps and and uh, and knocked on the door of Blackburn's house and we interviewed him and he went through exactly what you just read to me, yeah. how everything and how he had superhuman strength and the distance between his house, Blackburn's house, and and where he jumped to was like like he could fly. I mean, it was. Uh, it's not close by any yeah. means, uh, and he still only has three uh, benches around the wood table on his deck 
because the the fourth was what he broke over him. So he's like, I still only have three. The fourth one is what I broke over him. He's an old man, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, trying to get in in the whole. I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know him as an. I mean, I knew him as an actor, and I also interviewed like a couple of other people that have been like his case, his social case workers and stuff that tried to get him help and was kind of helping him through getting him off drugs and mm-hmm. and well, dealing so with was probation. This woman. So was and, Kathy. Like, I mean, she yeah. she. She housed she, a lot of celebrities. Oh, a that lot. Was like, I mean, Val Kilmer yeah. stayed in, in it, like a lot of people stayed there. But she didn't she, deserve to she, die like that. You know, I, I think his dad blames himself a lot because he was the one who set it up and he thought maybe he should have warned the woman that he was going through some trouble times, mm. you know? But I mean, yeah. But what do you do? What do you? Yeah. What do you do? Sorry, my my my. <laughs> yeah, my son's been in and out of uh, prison. He's going yeah. through some emotional shit. Would you like him to stay in your bedroom next to you? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not really something. You I mean, you you you. What can you do? Your kid's an adult. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, when when do you step in and and lock them up and throw away the key? Try to get them help. I mean, I I I don't know. I don't know. I would do everything I possibly could to save yeah. save my kid if that was the case. But sometimes it's really just out of your control. Yeah. God, oh, man, that was heavy. So, we you know tr- what they call Hollywood? What do they call Hollywood or Los Angeles? Speaking of lovely Los Angeles, everyone that wants it. to come here, it's the city of angels. It's also called the city of death. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. The city oh, yeah, of death. I get that here. Are you kidding me? I get that yeah. every time I'm in a vehicle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hoping yeah, that right? I make it alive to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, girl? All right, Ain't guys. Well, we truth. we tried this new little thing. I, I like it. It's really interesting. I it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just because, especially because there's a connection. Yeah, completely. Creepy, creepy. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Wow, we went from like blowjobs to blows to the head. It's Jesus horrible. Christ. Story of our lives. Oh. Just another day at the office, guys. <laughs> right. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 